Good morning, IE Church. It's Scott Sweeney here in the desert. Great to be with our sister churches in Rancho and Riverside and to be able to kick off our second week of 2021 together. I know if you're anything like me, it was great to put 2020 behind us, behind me, and there's a lot of memes that talk about all different ways that, man, we're glad we get to start over. And it's great with Christ, we get to start over every year, every week, and every day. I don't know about you, but this week it felt a little bit more like 2020. There was, I was feeling all kinds of things with concern and anxiety and and angst and, and worry about everything going on in our country. And it's good to be reminded that whatever's going on outside, that Jesus is still Lord of his church, his people, and this world. That he's still got it under control. That he's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And I had to remind myself that this week, even preparing for this lesson, to see God. Because as difficult as 2020 was, and there was... We are brokenhearted in a lot of different ways. But God, I believe God was still working miracles, even through the difficulties. He was helping people become Christians. He was healing marriages. He was healing people's lives and characters. And he was building a resilience in his church. And I believe in so many ways that God was trying to get the whole world to turn to him, to look to him for hope. To look to him for help and health and life. And I pray that as we go into 2021 that we recommit ourselves to him like never before. Today we're kicking off our series in January called Together. And you may be wondering where are we going as a church? Where am I going? And in 1 Corinthians 13, 13 it says, and these three remain. Faith hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. And so if you want to know where we're going as a church, we're going towards Jesus. We're not just going towards Jesus individually, but we're going towards Jesus together. We're going towards faith. We're not just going towards individual faith, but we're going towards faith together. We're not just going toward hope or love by ourselves. But we're going all together. I want us to be like those redwood trees that can grow to be three to four hundred feet tall, but their roots are only four to five feet deep. And so they, the roots spread out up to a hundred feet in all directions and they grow in groves and they all grow together. And they're held up not because of how strong they are individually, but because of how strong they are together. And I want us to all be strong individually, but I want us to have that spirit where we're in this together, that we're helping one another. As a ministry staff, we're feeling helped as we start 2021. It's amazing to have Roy and Alicia here in the desert, and our new intern, Mikhail Krivoski. I hope you get to know him, too. But it's it's inspiring to feel just new faith and new energy and to hear of uh, the, the people that they're able to encourage and get with and just how God is working 
And I know Danielle and I, in a lot of ways, we feel helped. It's amazing to have the Barretos, Nelson and Carolina in Rancho, and just to hear about their heart to want to get with every single person there over the next year and just get to know people and how they're giving their hearts and jumping in on Bible studies. And I know that the Rancho people feel helped. They feel loved and encouraged that the and I know as a staff, we feel that as well. And even more than that, just even their hearts have been super encouraging to me. Their, their fresh faith and their, their, their soft hearts have been really encouraging and inspiring uh, for me. I know that Riverside, too, that we made an amazing hire with Scott and Teresa Kirkpatrick. And they're coming there to be able to help the church there and help Sergio and Kristen. And it's just so amazing to feel like, man, God is putting together this incredible team and that we get to do it together, not just as a staff, but as each church that we're able to build something for God together. And thank you so much for your hearts to welcome in everybody and just your faith and your spirit to get through 2020 with a bit of a short staff at times, and to be able to see God work. It was inspiring to be able to interview these couples together and talk about who we're going to hire together and see God really put things together and lead us as we enter 2021. Today, the title of my lesson is Together in Faith and Hope and Love. Pray with me as we get started and talk about these points. Father, we thank you so much for this time. Thank you to be together. Thank you for your word that can inspire us, God. I pray that you fill us up with our, your spirit as we start the year, that you get me out of the way so that your word and your spirit can speak to us. God, we love you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I don't know how you're starting 2021. Maybe you have a lot of different resolutions that are going on. We have a few resolutions over here that I'm going to share a little bit as we go through the sermon. But one of them is to get in shape. Maybe you have that same one. Probably a lot of us, we've had a little too much uh, time to snack and whatnot during covid and maybe we've put on the COVID-19. That's not good when you're talking about your weight. We haven't quite put on the COVID-19, but we put on the COVID too many. Too many. And so this week we've been going after that, uh, Danielle and I, and it's, it's awesome to have a partner as we do that, to go through it together, just not to be by ourselves. And even then, it's still hard. I can still find myself, after I eat one meal, I'm already thinking about, okay, when am I going to be able to eat again? Maybe I got some kind of problem. But it's helpful to go through it together and to see progress. And maybe you have kind of a love-hate relationship with where God wants you to go in 2021. But I want to encourage you that when you go God's way, that you will not be disappointed. You won't be happy. It might be hard. It might be difficult. There might be some struggles involved. But God is making us into his people. 
you individually, me individually, but all of us together. My point number one is together in faith. And as we start 2021, I want to ask you, where is your faith? How's your faith doing? Do you feel strong in your faith? In Hebrews 11, passages that we all know and are familiar with, it says, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance or certainty of what we do not see. How is your confidence in God? How is your confidence that God is leading you, that God is leading your group, your church, and your family into the new year? In verse 6 of Hebrews 11, it says, Anyone who comes to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Has your faith to believe that when I seek God, that I believe he's going to reward me? That he's going to give me victories, that he's going to give me gifts, that he's going to give me blessings. If you're here visiting with us, we're so happy to have you. But that's my encouragement for you is to seek him and he will reward you. He will bless you in your pursuit of him, in your pursuit of faith, in love and hope. And I pray that you can decide that even today. Turn over to Matthew 17 and verse 20. We're just going to read one verse that talks about faith that, that coming from Jesus. He says to his disciples, truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there. And it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. And isn't that amazing? As you look at Jesus, that his life can be summarized in that one sentence. Nothing is impossible with me. Speaking about Jesus. That in every situation that he went into, that everything was possible. That he did miracle after miracle. That he went into one hopeless situation after another. That he changed lives one after another. That he even raised people from the dead multiple times. That there was never a situation when he would say, this is hopeless. And I pray that as we you go into 2020, that that's your faith. That you believe that everything is possible with God. That there's nothing that God can't do. And not just for ourselves, but for one another. When you look at Jesus in in the Gospels, he encouraged people that had faith to come to him to ask for help. When the centurion came to ask for him to help heal his servant, he held him up and he said, I haven't found such great faith in all of Israel. When the bleeding woman came to just touch the edge of his cloak to be healed, He said, daughter, your faith has healed you. And I pray that you have the faith and humility to come to Jesus to solve your problems, to help us in our lives, in our families, in our marriages, in our sins, to help us overcome, to help us to be healed. Can you imagine that being healed by Jesus and him saying to you, your faith 
has healed you. Or at another time when he heals other people, he says, according to your faith, it was done. And he didn't say that as a, as a reverse challenge to challenge people when things didn't happen. But I believe he said that so people could remember, wow, my faith in Jesus changed my life. And many of us, as we look back on our walks with God, that we can look to that same thing, that our faith in Jesus changed our lives. That he changed us as we came to faith. That he put a new spirit in us. That he took away our old lives and gave us new ones. And I pray that we can have that same faith. That same power that comes when we put our faith in Jesus. That we can move mountains. That we can go into impossible situations for ourselves. We can face impossible fears. Impossible doubts. Impossible challenges. With Christ. And even after he healed the Samaritan woman, he looked around and he said to his disciples, Open your eyes. Can't you see that miracles are waiting to happen, that the fields are ripe for the harvest? He didn't say four months more, and then God's going to do amazing things. I know for me, I can even have that mindset last year. When COVID is over, God's going to do amazing things. You know, God is not stopped by COVID. That God works amazing miracles in spite of difficult circumstances. And my challenge for myself and for you is that God wants to do miracles in 2021 through you and through all of us together. Do you believe this? When Jesus looks at your faith, is he amazed because of how great it is, because of how strong it is? Is he amazed because you have a mustard seed? That's not much. You can hold it between your fingers. But Jesus said, if you have that much faith, in this situation, in any situation, you can move mountains. I'm so grateful for that because a lot of times I feel like maybe my faith is not big enough. But he says, if you just have a little bit, you can change the world. You can change yourself. You can change any situation with Jesus' help, of course. I pray that as we go into 2021, that we are together in our faith, that we're believing great things, that our faith is not small, but it's huge, that mountain-moving kind of faith that Jesus was talking about. Open your eyes and have the faith and see what Jesus sees in your life. My point number two, together in hope. Together in hope. How hopeful do you feel? How hopeful do I feel going into 2021? You know, when you look in the Bible, hope is all over the place. In the book of Job, hope is mentioned 18 times. And that's 
we would ex- I, I would expect that because Job had such difficulties that he just held on to God over and over and over, that he kept believing in spite of his circumstances. The same way Proverbs, it's in there ten different times. That when you're wise, you put your hope in Jesus and not in the things of the world. You put your hope in God and not in things of the world. And in Psalms, 34 times it talks about putting our hope in God, setting our hope on him, looking to him to help us and save us and lead us. And it's amazing when you think about trivia question for the day, how many times do you think the word hope is used in the Gospels? Anyone? Five times. Just five. I thought it would have been a lot higher. But as I started thinking about it, it made more sense. When Jesus was with you, you didn't need to hope because he was hope. Jesus was faith. He was God. He he was creating hope right in front of us that every day with Jesus was the day that you had hope because you could see what he was doing. You could see all the miracles that he was doing. When you were about ready to give up, Jesus showed up. When you were discouraged, Jesus encouraged you. When you were losing your strength, he took you away and encouraged your soul. When you were ready to go back to your old life, he would cook you breakfast and then help you to come back to your faith. And Jesus was praying for them and protecting them. But when Jesus was gone, they, they got put in difficult situations and God, that's when their hope would be called on. And so many of us, as we're coming out of this year, we could we could be discouraged. We could be anxious. We could be focused on all the wrong things. I know I've heard of different people that have just said, hey, I'm just going to take a fast from social media for a month. And I'm just going to cut off negativity. I'm just going to focus on God. I'm going to focus on uh, scriptures like Philippians 4, 8. That talks about brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And I pray that as we go into 2020, that we set our minds on the good. We set our minds on God. And we set our mind on what it, what God is doing around us, the miracles and the gifts and the things that we have to be grateful for, not focusing on all the things that we don't have. Because I believe that in that way, we are a light to the world. As we look at the blessings that may have been in our lives in 2020, as we look at the blessings that are in our lives now, that we get to be focused, not just me or not just you, but all together, we get to be a people of hope. In First Peter uh, chapter 1, I want to read verses 3 through 9 that talks about this living hope that God has given us. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power 
until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In all this, you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. Can you relate, church? These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. It says that God has given us mercy into a new birth and a living hope. That the spirit that he's given us in Christ gives us an unlimited supply of hope. An unlimited supply of faith for the future. Of looking forward to when God is going to make things new. It says it focuses here their hope on heaven. Their hope on their their destination, their 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 uh their salvation that will be revealed. But even then it says that now on earth they have an inexpressible joy because they're so excited about this trip to heaven that they're going to take. And I don't know if you've ever gone on a trip that you've been excited about. But when we're going on a cool trip, we start thinking about it and getting excited about it. And even It doesn't even have to be a big trip. Danielle and I went away for a couple nights to Temecula. And when things were getting stressful, it was nice to think, you know, next week we're going we're gonna to have peace and we're going to have quiet and we're going to get to get away and be together and spend time and and be relaxed. And imagine what it would be like to look forward to the most amazing trip to heaven that we get to go to as disciples. That we all share this. We're all going on this trip. We're all going to get to share in the glory of God together. We're all going to party. We're all going to rejoice and have the most amazing experiences that we can even imagine. It's going to be better than anything we can even fathom in this life. And he says that they have that living hope inside of us, that that motivated them, that that drove them and gave them a joy now on earth, a joy that they shared amongst each other. And I'm excited to be in fellowship with you to know that we're all going to this common place, that we all have this amazing inheritance, that we all have a place that's going to be perfect. And we look around our world and it's not perfect. There's sin everywhere and it's not the way it's supposed to be. But the place where we're going, it's going to be amazing. It's not just going to be for a couple of days. It's going to be forever with God. And I pray that as we, as a church, that we can be people of hope, that we hope the best for people, that we believe the best for the future, 
that we're certain of our destination, and that makes us joyful in our situation. I found a quote from Anne Frank, who was in the concentration camps in Germany, one of the most depressing, dark places ever. And it says that, look how a single candle can defy and define darkness. That just one candle in a dark place can defy darkness, can shine throughout the whole room, can define their lives. And that's really what God wants us to be as a church, to be people of hope, to be people that are focused on God and and believing the best and knowing that he has plans for us and knowing that he loves us and knowing that he's taking care of us and be able to bring that into the world. And when you put all of our candles together, then we can shine like God wants us to shine on a hill for the world to see. Even in the darkest place, his light shines the brightest. And now, some, sometimes we need hope for our own selves too. For ourselves to be able to change. For ourselves to be able to grow. For situations that have discouraged us to, to re-believe and have hope that God's going to work it out. I know this year as we go into the new year, some of my resolutions were some of the things that were really what I would consider failures of mine in, in 2020. And the first of them that I share with our church a little bit was prayer. And you might be thinking, wow, that's pretty scary that our minister is struggling with his prayer life. But as the workload got more and as the year went on, I found myself praying, get, getting away from some of my principles that I've always followed, like praying for our church out here in the desert every week. I found myself getting away from that and probably not doing it as many times as I did. And I felt like, man, that's hurting the church. And I apologized to the church on Wednesday night and felt like, man, that's not being who I need to be for you. I want to repent. I want to change that. I want to be a man of prayer. I want to be a man of faithful prayer that sees God working, that sees those prayers like incense going up to heaven. I also shared about once COVID started, I lost my conviction on taking care of those in need. In 2019, I was all about it. I was helping people beside the side of the road. We were helping our church to grow in that. And we were determined we're not just going to serve the poor on Hope Days or Martin Luther King Days or during the holidays. We're going to make this a part of our lifestyle. And I realized during COVID that I gave in to fear. I gave in to excuses and really pulled back. And it really showed me where my conviction or lack of conviction was in this area. And I'm determined going into this year that I want to have compassion on the poor. I don't just want to check the box. I want to have that as my heart, that I want to respond to the needs around me. I want to have compassion and I want to take action. And so you can pray for me in that as we go into 2020. And I realized there was a number of people 
that I needed to forgive going into 2022. I don't know about you. But as we're around, as we're together, we can hurt each other's feelings. We can get on each other's nerves. We can hurt one another. And so as we start the new year, I want to challenge you to dig into your heart and examine your heart. Who do I need to forgive? Who do I have bitterness towards? Who am I holding an attitude with still? Who am I? What's getting into my heart that's keeping me from going forward? And I realized I don't want to go into 2021. And I spent the day just really praying and wrestling to let go of and forgive and trust God with these relationships. And it's one of those things that once you do it once, you got to do it again because they continue to come up, right? It's not just I forgave this person once and now it just keeps coming up. You know, when it comes up again, I got to forgive again. And be people of forgiveness. I believe that God wants us, as we have this hope, that we're people of forgiveness. That we want to give grace. That we want to give forgiveness to one another. That we want to shine in that way and not hold grudges and not hold resentments and not hold things in. But talk to one another and forgive freely like Jesus. So pray for me in these things as I pray for us as a church to grow and to go forward and to be a hopeful church. Point number three is together in love. Together in love. Love, as we know, is the greatest of these three things. Love comes from God. In fact, it says God himself is defined by love. God is love. I'm going to read John chapter 13. That talks about Jesus as he's washing his disciples' feet and really sets them an example in love. It says, when he finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you should also wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. And I know we're very familiar with this passage But imagining our Lord coming around in a room as we're all seated there and him just washing us, our feet, and drying them with the towel that was wrapped around his waist. Showing the kind of love that he has for us, the kind of humility that he has for us. And demonstrating that and then giving all of us the challenge. Go and do likewise. Wash one another's feet. And we don't really wash feet these days, but the idea of humbling ourselves to be able to serve one another, to love those around us, to love those in our family, to love those in our family group, our small group, to love those that we're around at work, 
to initiate and share the love that God gives with us. Humility leads to service, and pride leads to selfishness. Now, when we humble ourselves and we look to how we can serve others, then we get to shine and be together in Christ's love. It does say that the greatest of these is love, and it may be the most difficult as well. If we want to be happy or blessed, Jesus says, serve those around you. Look for ways that you can help. Look for ways that you can meet people's needs. Start at home. Who can I encourage? How can I help you with your chores? How can I help you with what you need? And go to your your spouse and your kids and ask them, how can I help you? How can I serve you? How can I pray for you? What can I pray for you for? Talk to your people, at, your friends at work and your friends from different areas of your life. How can I be like Jesus? So many times we can... I can want to be served or I can be looking to my own interest and not to the interest of others like Christ. Not only did he serve his friends, but he served his enemy too. That Judas was there and he was serving him as well. That's an amazing example for us. Not just to serve our friends, not just to serve those that we like or, or get along with or easy to talk to, but to serve all of those that God has put in our lives. To It's been so encouraging to hear of our church meeting needs. I've heard of COVID prayer lists and meals being brought to people's houses and serving and helping each other find work and decorating their house for them and just meeting people's needs in their walk with God. This is what the world needs. This is what we have in Christ. This is what God wants us to practice more and more, to be together in Christ's love. Do you realize that we are family? We're family. You and I are family in the body of Christ. I don't know about you, but I don't always get along with people in my own family. Sometimes those are the ones that we have the most issues with, or I can have the most issues with. They think differently than me. Today I had a talk with someone who thinks differently than me, my wife. And we're together on so many things, but imagine when she wants to share her heart with me and we need to get on the same page, and I just had the attitude of, that's okay, I'm good. You know, I'm sorry you're feeling that way, but I'm not really going to change to help you out because that's your walk with God. I'm, I'm good over here. How? What kind of marriage would, would we have? That would be horrible. That wouldn't be a marriage that would really glorify God. I mean, our attitude towards one another needs to be, how can I change to help you? How can I be a better husband? How can I be a better friend? How can I be a better brother? This week I had talks with other brothers and sisters that think differently than me, that I'm trying to understand what my friends 
are feeling and what they're going through and how we can relate even on difficult topics. We had some great times of sharing and it was bonding to be able to understand someone that thinks differently than me. But in my mind, this was similar to washing one another's feet, that we're willing to get in conversations with people that we maybe don't agree with because we want to love more, because we want to show others that we love and respect and value our friendship, our unity, our family, more than we value agreeing on everything, and especially on disputable matters or things that aren't going to matter for eternity. I pray that we have that same attitude towards one another, and we don't say to other family members, I'm good. I don't need to talk to you about that. You just deal with that. I'll deal with my life. You deal with yours. In the same way that we don't want to do that to our physical families, our immediate families, let's not do that to one another because I believe that's where the love happens. That's where the togetherness happens. That's where the trust is built. I want to encourage us as we go into 2021, don't give in to fear. Don't give in to fear of what others are going to think of you, of what, how, don't play out conversations in a bad way. Like, I want to talk to that person, but I'm sure it's going to go bad. Don't stop loving. Don't stop talking. Don't stop sharing your heart with one another. And I want to encourage you, even as you do that, to think to yourself, this person is my brother. This person is my sister. They love Jesus just as much as I do. They made Jesus Lord of their life. Jesus is number one for them. And because of that, we can talk to one another. We can share our hearts. We may not agree. It may be tense or uncomfortable, but that's okay. With our family, we have some you have some stub do you have any stubborn family members? I'm talking extended family now. Because everyone in my immediate family is very, very good. But when I look at my my extended family, we're all stubborn. All of us. We all have difficulty talking about things that we disagree on. We don't think the same. And when I think about it, every argument that we got into, it doesn't change each other's minds. When we're trying to argue, that doesn't change minds. When we relate in love, when we open the door and say, hey, let's have a conversation. If the door is closed and I'm just like, hey, I don't want to talk to you, then nothing changes. But when I open up my heart and open up the door to my heart, then we can come together. We can talk. We can be that light on the hill that Jesus wants us to be. I'm so grateful that in our family, we stick together. That whatever happens in our real, our physical families, a lot of times you can fight, but then when something else happens, you come together because there's that bond there. And even in, as a church, I want to call us to have that same spirit. That we may disagree, we may have tough conversations, but we're going to stick together in Christ, that we're dedicated to one another, that we're not going anywhere, that we're going towards Jesus, and we're going there together, that we're loving 
together and we're not giving up on one another and we're not leaving anyone behind. I pray that our faith and our love are rooted in Christ. Because if he is for us, who can be against us? My high school football coach used to say all the time, anybody can play well when they feel great. But when you don't feel well, that's when it matters. And we could say the same thing about loving one another. Anybody can love one another when they feel great. But when it really matters is when you don't feel great and you continue to love. You continue to talk. You continue to pray for one another. And I believe in that way that Jesus gets lifted up. I've been on a personal journey to learn how to be more compassionate for most of my Christian life. Somebody said, when you preach a sermon, you got to share personally. So here I am. I've been growing in my compassion and my empathy towards one another and really my humility for most of my Christian life. Pray for me. As I continue to understand the world and other perspectives better. 2020 was a, a great year for me in this, but it was a, a very difficult year to come to grips with my lack of understanding for other perspectives. It's been so helpful, and I'm grateful for the squad that we started here in the IE and reading the book, Be the Bridge. And it Every time we met, I found myself going back and looking up things that I didn't understand. And I realized this is one of the big times for me to really try to understand other perspectives, really with the heart and the goal of, hey, I want to love more. I want to have empathy on my brothers and sisters. I want to be able to be compassionate on everyone from all walks of life. For me, this is part of being a disciple. It's part of washing one another's feet. It's not easy. It's not even something that I necessarily, it just came, the world, it just came on me. But I feel like it is my time and way of washing one another's feet. And in that way, I've gotten a little understanding of what 1 Corinthians 13 was talking about where it says the greatest of these is love. Because we have the unlimited source of love in Christ. We have the unlimited source of faith in Christ. We have the unlimited source of hope in Christ. And if you're visiting with us today, I pray that you decide to embark on this journey with us, that we can go together with Christ, that you can grow in these areas and that God can use you in your life to bring glory to him, that you can have that same hope, that, that living hope that Jesus came to give us to be with him forever. As we take our communion in John 15, continuing in this idea of love, Jesus says, greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life 
for one's friends. That ultimately, we're going towards Jesus. His, his example of love on the cross, his example of laying down his life, his example of encouraging one another and living for God. I pray that as we take communion that we can be grateful, that we can commit our plans to him, that we can commit ourselves to believing that our mustard seed of faith can move mountains, that we can have hope for the future and know that God can change any situation and ultimately look forward to that destination that we're all headed to together and that we can decide to love one another deeply to wash one another's feet, whatever that means for us, that we can learn that the greatest of these is love. Pray with me, please. God, we thank you for this time to be together. We thank you that you have given us all that we need for life and godliness. We, th- we pray that you help us to see you and believe. Please forgive us for our lack of faith. God, help us to be people that can be hopeful in any situation because we know that you are near. And God, help us to love like your son. Thank you so much for his body and his blood that he demonstrated that love for each one of us. We love you. We pray in his name. Amen.